This is the Podfecta Podcast, the official podcast of the Podfecta Podcast Conference. I'm David Hooper. The very first podcast that I remember listening to, or definitely the very first podcast that I remember subscribing to, is a podcast called Musician Cyber Cooler. It's about 2005. I was working in the entertainment industry, knew a guy from my work in the entertainment industry, and he set up this podcast. It was for musicians, the tagline, where musicians come to trade advice. The guy I'm referring to, his name is Dave Jackson. He went on to start School of Podcasting. He's got a podcast called Podcast Rodeo. It's very similar to something that I do on the radio called the Demo Derby. My version of it is where bands and musicians from around the world send in their recordings. We listen to them. It's broadcast on the air. We see how long they can get our attention. Then we critique them. Dave Jackson, Podcast Rodeo, he does the same thing, but with podcasting. At Podfect in Nashville in April 2018, he did a live podcast rodeo. Members of the audience submitted their podcast for him to critique. It turned into a teachable moment. So here it is, the live podcast rodeo from Podfect in Nashville, 2018. It's like a rodeo, and you've seen a rodeo. You get on a bronco, right? And you try to hold on, and if they kick you off, it's kind of like the gong show. And we're going to use it as a teachable moment to make your podcast better. So, ladies and gentlemen, Dave Jackson. It always sounds like I'm just going to get up here and be mean, but I want to make a point here. You guys ready? All right, who's with me? Come on. Nobody's coming, right? Because why? Well, the door's locked. That's part of it. Why else? Nobody knows where I'm going. You don't know what I'm doing. You know what's going on. Jeff is an old radio guy. Who else is an old radio guy? Right. So traffic and weather on the 10s. Why? Because every... Yeah, well, you have to do that because every how many minutes does your audience change? Yeah, with podcasting, nobody starts a podcast at the six-minute mark unless you just sat there for 10 seconds going skip, 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 skip. So we all have one thing in common, and that is we, all of our audience, for the most part, starts at 0.00, and you got about 30 seconds to a minute to hook them in. And what inspired this show is uh, I work for Libsyn, and I import a lot of audio from other places. And so to make sure everything worked, I listened to the first and the last episode. Not the whole thing, just to make sure it works. And I'm amazed always when I listen to the first, because our first episode, everybody's first episode is just hideous, mine included. But a lot of times I'll listen to the last one, and usually I will hear a great improvement, and sometimes it's still pretty bad. And so I had to test a media host. I wanted to test another one that had come on the scene. And I went, I don't have any time to do another podcast. I don't have any time for show prep. I don't have anything. I need a show I can do off the top of my head. Enter podcast rodeo show, where we throw a, a random podcast on, and we see how long we can hang on. And so the, so the fun part of this, in, and what's kind of weird about this particular presentation, normally when I do a presentation, I've practiced it at least 30 times now. The, the bottom line of this show is it, it is a first impression. I'm listening to this for the very first time, so I have no idea what I'm going to get. But I'm going to basically, it's, you guys ever watch Mystery Theater, Science, whatever it was? I'm going to kind of do that because one I hear a lot is it's like, um, you know, they'll just start music. And it's... And you're like... 
and you're waiting for that voice. Welcome to the and it's, instead it's and I'm like, did they leave? Are they where'd they go? So realize people are just like when you turn into the news, they don't say our bottom story tonight. Eggs are going up ten cents a dozen. It's always our top story tonight. And this is where the, the beauty of this is, and you'll hear this if you ever listen to the show, this is opinion. It's only an opinion. Feel free to never listen to this show again if you disagree. It's all it is. It's an opinion. I'm a, a white 53-year-old dude, so if you're pimping me something that's like not my demographic, I'm probably not, I'm not your target audience. It doesn't mean it's bad. It means I'm not your target audience, and that's okay. That's, you got to realize that 30% of your, of your audience, and I'm pulling these right out of my rear end, by the way, but well, they sound good, and they work good in math. 30% of my audience is going to be like, oh, my gosh, I love this, and they will download my entire back catalog. 30% of, the other 30% will go, that's yeah, all right. I'll tune in every now and then, and 30% will go, this guy is way too wacky for me, I've, and, be gone. and you have to be okay with that because if you try to make a show that's everything for everybody – it's just not going to work. The other thing you have to do is get somebody who is not named Mom to give you an opinion on your show. You guys ever watch The Prophet on CNBC? It's, I love that show. Watch that in Shark Tank. It'll improve your podcast. And the reason for that is uh, this guy goes into businesses that are like this close to going out of, out of business. And he'll go in and like, okay, how do you guys develop your products? And they'll be like, oh, well, so-and-so is our developer, and they make these shirts or whatever. And he's like, okay, and then how do you, like, where's your focus group? And they go, focus group? And he's like, yeah, how do you know that you should go ahead and produce this? And, you know, it's going to connect with your audience. And they're like, huh? So we need to do that. Find somebody who is your target audience. So if you're doing a NASCAR show, find some NASCAR fans and go, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you listen to this episode and then talk about it like I'm not in the room? And then bring a little extra skin and, and go that route. So that's what this podcast is. It's just me. And, and here's what I'm looking for. It's really not that, that much. I don't really have. I want to know what the show is. Like, somebody, somebody give me a show. Because this is going to be a little more interactive. Um, so who's got a show? You have a show, I bet. No, you said earlier. I know this guy does. 48 Days to the Work You Love. So when you start your show, like, how do you introduce it? I have an emotional, compelling line to get attention. And then I go in. I've got a little opening. That's the old Bachman-Turner Overdrive taking care of business. So he, he lets people know what his show is about, lets you know what the episode is going to be about. So that's the first thing. What is your show about? Then number two, what am I getting into? Uh, I have a buddy of mine. His name is uh, Eric K. Johnson. He's an old radio coach, and now he's a podcast talent coach. And he uses the analogy of a bus. And he says, you don't get on a bus that says, not sure. Or somewhere, and he goes, and, and if you get on the bus then, and you're thinking it's going to go downtown, and all of a sudden it starts going this way, aren't you kind of going to go, hey, wh whoa, I thought we were going downtown. So when you tune into a show, and it's, today we're going to talk about how to uh, groom your shih tzu, right? And you get in, and they're like, yeah, we're talking German shepherds today, and you're like, whoa, the, the title was... You're going to be a little confused. So I'm looking for what's your show, what's the episode about, and then for the love of God, get to the content. My favorite one ever is you hit record, and I, they probably had some sort of intro, and it was like, okay, so um, are we going to do the one about the 
the one you saw in the Times? No, I thought we were doing the one in the, in the, in the journal. No, it was, no, I thought we were doing, well, whatever you want to do, what do you want to do? I don't know. And I'm like, this is a great conversation to have before you press record. And I was literally like, okay, am I getting punked or what's going on? So that's what we're looking for. What's your show? What's the episode about? Uh, if you something you might want to tie in is why should I listen to you? There are four hundred thousand podcasts in the Apple Podcast Directory. What's your What's your slant? You know something because it's like, hey, today we're going to interview small business people. Okay, well, who are you, and why should I listen to you? And if the answer is because there's a thing I call a journey podcast. I do one. It's called the Alexa Cast. I bought one, and I was like the heck is this thing? So it's like, follow me along with my journey as I figure out how this thing is going to listen to everything I do and report it back to the government. And so, you know, um, so what's our first one? So I'm just going to stand over here. Everybody say hi to Clark. We already said hi to him earlier. Clark is the man behind the, uh, the, the play and pause button. And so this is the, uh, is that the name of the podcast or the, uh, okay, this is the, oh, I have to read, Collected Clan. How many people, who wants to guess what this is about? On their website, they have an about page because you need one of those. In fact, I have a, a software that lets me see what people click on the most on my website, and it's always about and contact. And then you can see where they click on play. Their about page is, um, my entire career path has been about people as their photographer, colleague, teammate, running buddy, manager, mentor, family, and friend, raised in a small Midwestern farm town where everybody knew everybody those quaint uh, confines couldn't help me there uh, when out there beckoned. Anybody know what the show's about yet? No, we know a lot about her, or Gregory, sorry. Uh, as an armchair socialist, uh, sociologist. sociologist, see, I, <laughs> thank you. Well, if you saw my monitor at home, it's like twice the size of my head. Oh, thank you. Oh, Clark is the band. As an armchair sociologist, uh, Learning others, I still mess it up. Yeah, sociologist, thank you. Uh, learning other stories has always fascinated me, and my hyperactive curi- curiosity always wants to know more. That's why I created Collected Clan. Um, stories of the company I keep as souvenirs from the journey. Okay, so what's this show about? Notice how we're all kind of going, I think. Eh, okay, so we're going to listen to episode number six. Titled Elizabeth Foster. Collected Clan, Episode 6. Cool. So we have some cool mood music. And the intro guy starts right now. That's kind of okay. how I see the images play out in my paintings. They're, they're moments in conversation. Welcome to Collected Clan, the podcast about outstanding people I've met along the way. Good. With interesting stories, triumphs, and ideals. People who've made their mark in the world and in my life. Nice. I'm your host, Gregory Byerline. I've met a lot of people over the years, and many people come and go. But these people are the company that you keep. Nice. Everyday people just like you and me. Beautiful. Big thank you to everyone who has subscribed and left a rating and review so far. I'm thrilled to announce we're at 100% five stars. So glad these conversations resonate with you. Here's one from a new listener. Okay. It says, what an awesome idea. I'm the dying to hear about what's her name. I really like how the author... And for the record, ratings and reviews do nothing to drive you up the charts of iTunes. I repeat, ratings and reviews do nothing to drive you up the charts 
of Apple Podcasts. Subscriptions do. The lost art of the face-to-face conversation. That pretty much sums up what this show is all about. Every Good. People having a conversation, telling stories of their lives, and learning new things about each other. So I've sat through one thing I didn't want to hear. An interview. It's a now, get me to the interview. The episode starts with a video chat visual of an album cover I suspected that was Elizabeth. So when you hear the, is this you, question, just seconds from now. Okay. I'm an album a little background. So with no further ado, let's get into the conversation. Yes. No more ado. We're done with the ado. Get to the content. So I have a question. That since you collect Elizabeth Foster's, and I want to hear about that, um, <laughs> and since you share a name with at least three other people on the planet, is this you? So he's <laughs> holding up something. Is that you? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was, because it sounded like you. Yep. It's a really nice record. Oh, thank you. I've been listening to it. Yep, I did that um, here in Nashville, and gosh, it seemed like a million years ago, but when it was, was a lot it? of fun. I think that... Okay, so we don't know what he, he he gave us. I'm holding up an album. That's like a teenager ago. Okay, so we can go ahead and stop that. The intro is okay. In fact, the intro is pretty good. Here's the show. Here's what it's about. He definitely explained it better in that than he did on his about page. Like these are the people, I, and he even kind of said, this is why you should listen to me. I've met a lot of people, and these are the people that made a thing with, with me. The wor- Anybody want to guess what the worst question you can ask first question? And I'm so glad he didn't do it. Tell me about yourself. That's your job. And the only thing he didn't do, which he kind of did, is I like somebody to explain why I'm bringing somebody on. When Jeff was on my show, I'm like, look, as podcasters, we've only got 24 hours in a day. We've got kids screaming. We've got soccer practice. We've got wives. We've got kids. We've got to figure out how to manage our time. We're all in that same boat, and Jeff's an expert at that. So everybody, welcome Jeff. That's how you introduce somebody. Let your audience know, like, why is this guy here? Because I want to talk to you, and you brought this other guy in. Well, here's why. This guy's an expert, and here's how you're going to benefit. Anybody want to benefit? I do. So if you explain to your audience how this person is going to benefit them, they'll probably stick around. So the intro wasn't bad. I kind of like the fact that he started. To me, I would have liked to know, like, why, why did he bring her on? Because she, she does what is it again? Oh, you just moved it. That's um, she collects something, whatever he said. So I wasn't quite sure, like, why is she here? Besides the fact that she's a really cool person and he knows a lot of people. So how many people would want to listen to the rest of that? Ooh, that's fun. We have to do things in public. Okay, maybe not. But that's usually the question I ask myself. And again, with this one, I don't know. I'm the target audience because unless he explains to me more who this person is. You know, or it gets to a story of, you know, this woman helped me because she's my sixth grade teacher. And I remember the one time I accidentally peed my pants. I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to that. But here, the story hasn't really started yet. Besides, she did an album and it was really good and he liked it. So that wasn't, for me, it was like, eh, okay, what's next? Okay, we're going down the list. All right, and we have, uh, and oh, I have to read again. Oh, Copeland Coaching Podcast. So, Anybody want to guess what that's about? Some sort of coaching. Okay. And so Angela Copeland, do we have their iTunes listing by any chance? Poor Clark. I'm putting him on. Hey, here we go. This is what we're looking for. And I love the fact that Apple put gray text on a white background because black would have been way too much. Um, the Copeland Coaching Podcast is made for job seekers who want to jump 
jumpstart their, I got to come over here, other shoulder, to uh, jumpstart their job search. Uh, that right there is a good sentence. Each week, we dive into career topics from interviewing to personal branding to applying and negotiating. Look for our show on Apple Podcasts, which is kind of odd because I'm reading this on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So it's a show about business. She's a business coach. So start it up. <sighs> Setting the tone. Welcome to the Copeland Coaching Podcast. Deep voice mad. About turning your job search into a slam dunk. A slam dunk. Is Angela Copeland. All right. High energy guy. The hard rockin' music. Welcome to the Copeland Coaching Podcast. Good. I'm your host, Angela Copeland. At least she has some energy. With me today, I have Joe Navarro in Tampa, Florida. Awesome. Joe is an international best-selling author and body language expert. Cool. He spent 25 years at the FBI working as both an agent and a supervisor in the areas of counterintelligence and I'm interested. terrorism. Through his work... Did he kill anybody? ...study... Refine and apply the science of nonverbal communications. Nonverbal? Cool. Joe is the author of numerous books and articles on body language, including What Every Body Is Saying, an ex FBI agent's guide to speed reading people. Cool. Joe, thank you for joining me today. All right. Awesome. You can stop right there. I would listen to that because I know exactly why he's here. I know who he is, why he's on the thing. Um, the fact that she had a deep voice man means that she takes her podcast seriously, and that's a joke because you don't you don't need a deep voice man. But it does give a little different level of like, okay, this isn't a hobby podcast where it's you know two guys and a you know two guys one brain show in a basement and they're laughing about orange Gatorade and you don't know what that's about. <laughs> you know, remember the time with the orange Gatorade? Oh my god, the orange Gatorade, dude! You know, like what? What are they talking about? So that would, to me, was a great show. That was, I'm like, I would listen to the rest of that because, um, yes. Um, I thought there was a disconnect between the intro and her voice. Like, it felt like she was like this relatable, like, coffee lady, and the guy was like WWE Raw. And so, like, that felt like, that felt to me like she was, I liked her more than I liked him. Um, but I like that it was produced, but it, those seem like two different podcasts, like, mashed together. Yes, I would, anybody else feel that way? Okay. It was, there, there is a point to being too produced because my favorite is when it's kind of like that guy. It's the deep voice guy and the high energy guy, and he's going to rock your world. Your socks are toast. Here he is, Tony Smith. And Tony comes on and goes, hi, I'm Tony Smith. Today we're going to talk about. <laughs> that does not work. Just not. Or the opposite. You know, it's like, today, we're going to be talking about knitting and uh, blah, blah, blah. And here's your host, you know, Jane Smith. And she comes up, hey, everybody, are we ready? And that's, try to match. And that's the whole, the whole point of your intro. Because uh, like John was saying, it can be a little, oh, what was that? You want it to be a nice, smooth transition. So, awesome. Who we got next? Chris Brinkley and the Memory Lane podcast. Coming soon, it says. Um, all right, he has something on a SoundCloud page. Just for the record, SoundCloud has lost hundreds of millions of... Well, I don't know, is, are we into hundreds of millions at this point? I know we're into millions. It's, yeah, just... And I'm not saying that... Can we just cover up the fact that I work for Libsyn? It's, you know, yeah, it's... There are better places to host your file. Okay, meanwhile, 
we have no about page, nothing, nothing that he linked to. Okay, so he linked to a SoundCloud page. The other nice thing about SoundCloud is you'll notice if you put your player on something else and hit pause, they want to take you where? Back to SoundCloud to listen to it, which is horrible if you're trying to sell your book or whatever it is that's on your website. They keep taking you back to their website. Okay, so this is uh, – oh, this is another one. Um, so is Chris here? Okay, Chris. One of the mistakes you're making is uh, in your, your episode is called episode uh, Memory Lane episode 1 and then Memory Lane number 2. So I've seen people that will take it one step even further a little backwards. Like let's say it's the Dave Jackson Hour. That's the name of the show. And then episode one is called the Dave Jackson hour. And episode number two is the Dave Jackson hour. And then I had someone this week and they said, Hey, why isn't episode five going to YouTube? So I had to go in the back end and literally every episode was named identical. The Dave Jackson hour. So I had to figure out which one was episode five. And it was really hard because they all looked identical. The other thing is think of the title of your episode. Like what happened in episode? Like, do you happen to know we're going to listen to episode two, two. Okay. Do you remember what was in it? Okay, so what, what's the cool thing about the story? Okay, so how basketball changed. What's her name? So Heather Butler. Somebody might Google Heather Butler and find your show. Uh, so nobody's Googling episode 16. Like I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going on with episode 16 today. But if you say how basketball changed Heather Butler's life, now I, I might listen to that because maybe I like basketball too or something like that. We're just episode three. And I see a lot of people will put the name of their show, which is if you look at iTunes, when you're looking at it, the name of your show is right here. Your artwork's here. And then your titles are right here. So when you put the name of your show here, it's right here. They don't really need to see it again. And so if it was like Dave Jackson Hour, episode number 123, interview with Puh, because you run out of room. Right? Well, what that was was interview with Paul McCartney. Now, which one's going to get me more clicks? The Dave Jackson Hour, episode number 123 with P Or, oh my God, I'm interviewing Paul McCartney. Right? So that is your, the, the name of your show, to me, and this is a, this is a 100% opinion, my title, my show test is, and my favorite example is, I had a guy that said, I'm going to name my show called After the Darkness. I said, go find your target audience and say, I'm going to start a show called After the Darkness. What do you guys think it was about? What was it? Horror stories, late night movies, something in the morning. So I said, tell me what your show's about. And he goes, it's about my life after blindness. I go, that is the name of your show. I said, go back to your target audience and say, I'm going to start a show called Life After Blindness. What do you think it's about? And they all went, um, Life After Blindness? That's my, I want it to be that... I had another guy that was doing a show on ham radio. He decided to call it Fo Time. I was in F-O Time. And I'm like, like, because when I hear F-O, I can think of a couple combinations there that aren't. And I go, are you, are you sure? And he goes, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a ham radio thing. And I'm like, okay. Three months later, he called me back. He goes, how do I change the name of my show? Because you would type in ham radio, and it wouldn't come up because nobody was searching for Fo Time. He changed it to ham radio 360, and his downloads tripled. So the title of your show for me should be, it's kind of like, that's like the name of the paper. And then the name of your episode is the name of the, the story. 
And you can literally make your downloads jump like big time just by having a better title. And here's the cool thing. If you have, I don't know, 614 episodes and some of your titles really stink, you can go back and change them and it doesn't, nobody's going to punch you in the face. So you can do that. So we're going to listen to episode number two. In his nonfiction book, Outliers, The Story of Success, Malcolm Gladwell talks about the 10,000-hour rule, which basically says that if you really, really want to be good at something... Really good audio, by the way. ...at least devote 10,000 hours to doing it. His examples in the book include pro athletes, the Beatles, even Bill Gates, and himself. Makes sense. Think about something that you're really good at. You've probably spent 10,000 hours doing it. Whether it's playing golf or cooking, or driving a car. Maybe it's even watching television. Whatever it is, you've spent a lot of time doing it. Got it. So here's my theory within Malcolm Gladwell's theory. All right. Within all of that time, that 10,000 hours, there are these defining moments that change everything. They propel you to even greater expertise into whatever it is you're really good at. And one of those defining moments... A moment in the life of a person who is really, really good at what she does. Nice production. Is the focus of today's Memory Lane podcast with me, your host, Chris Brinkley. Technically, probably illegal. So. That's actually me. If you've never heard the Memory Lane podcast, here's how it works. Imagine if you had a photograph that meant the world to you, and it was in a frame, and the actual frame and glass were so dusty that you could barely see the picture. Nice theater of the mind. ...is to get a paper towel and a bottle of Windex and go to work, making that prized possession visible again. Okay. Except it's not a picture in a frame. It's a beloved memory in someone's mind. Okay. One way to make that memory clearer is to talk to the people who were part of it. Take their stories, put them together. Okay, so this is the... What really happened? I would do this at the beginning. Is the premise of the Memory Lane podcast. Cool, all right. Because that's the part I was missing. He kind of set it up, and now he's... Yeah. The memory we are visiting today on Memory Lane is Heather Butler's memory. Heather is in her early 20s. She has a contagious smile. She's about 5'5 and weighs 125 pounds. Now, one thing I've learned in life is you never ask a woman her height or weight. But with Heather Butler, I can tell you she's 5'5", 125, because it's public knowledge. After all, For the record, I'm starting to get a little impatient to figure out why I'm listening. In the entire world. Because you keep, you keep leading into that. Wait till you hear how blah, blah, blah. High school team to an undefeated season. Okay, cool. Now we're good. Okay. So go ahead and stop on that. I would just, um, you did the thing where, <laughs> stop. Um, don't you hate that? Uh, the thing where you explain what the show is, I would just do that at the beginning. And then you, um, and then get to your intro. And I, I the thing you did at the beginning, didn't you kind of do that again with Heather's introduction? Yeah, so that's where it's it, it's yeah yeah. Anytime you can get to the, I hear this a lot, and it's really easy to do. So let's say I interview Jen Briney on my show, and I'm like, hey, she's from Congressional Dish. I was so happy I got to see her at Podfecta, and she was awesome. Wait till you hear my conversation with Jen; it was awesome. Here it is, 
and I hit play, and you hear, hey, I'm sitting here with Jen Brining. She does Congressional Dish, and, and I introduce her again. It's called the double intro, and there's this little lovely thing called editing that you can just go, hey, you can hit – let's go to the part where I go, welcome to the show, and Jen goes, thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. That's where I want to start because I just introduced her, which a lot of times, for the record, I will do a reintroduction because the first one I was in the hallway, and I forgot to say, oh, and she does this and that. You can fix those things in editing. So that's another easy mistake to do. It's called the double intro. Uh, next up, we have, it's called Indie Connect. Oh, I'm sorry, the business side of music. Who wants to guess what this show is about? Right? Good name. Um, we're listening to, oh, here's their description. The business side of music, we almost don't need to do this because just the name says it as well. Um, so let's just get right to the, the meat and the potatoes. Um, so we're going to, are we going to do episode one or should we pick another one? Let's go most recent. So this, you may not be... You're listening to the business side of music. All right. Success in the music business begins with a dream, a vision. This podcast will give you, the listener, the insight and tools to turn that vision into a reality. Hey, I know what the show's about. Industry professionals who work day by day behind the scenes, helping to make those dreams come true. Welcome to the business side of music. This is Bob Bender. You're listening to this edition of The Business Side of Music. Today we have in the studio with us, or should I say over the phone with us, nice. from Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, Chris Cohen, who's owner of Bands for Fans. They're a content marketing company for businesses, bands, individual musicians. A little bit of Chris's history, interned at KLSX Radio in Los Angeles, assisted engineering such legendary DJs as uh, Jim Ladd and Dusty Street. And you were also on the air at uh, KCQR Radio in Santa Barbara, California, which for many of us here in Southern California, Santa Barbara is kind of God's country for us. Also wrote a humor column that ran in a few small California newspapers, did some album reviews. But since starting this company, you've done some content marketing for Huey Lewis in the News, Fabulous Thunderbirds, Rich Redman, who I actually got to know back in 2008 when we were on the road together during the Jason Aldean CMT tour. Taylor Dane, Big Head Todd, and the Monsters, and Mark. Okay, Mark, I get it. Name a few. I love the one quote I came across here was, as I was doing my research, because of the Internet, every band in business is now a media company. Your it's true. Media company nice quote. Professional writer, editor, interviewer, and biographer. Which leads us to Chris Cohen. Chris, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me. So I got to ask you how how did you start this? What what was the concept? What was the mindset of getting this going? Okay, I'm going to let him answer here. I guess you would classify me as an accidental entrepreneur. I kind of I didn't have for a phone that doesn't sound horrible. I kind of saw an opportunity and thought I would give it a try. Um, to give you the condensed version of it, uh, I've always been a music junkie. And, okay, you know, that's, a, that's actually... I mean, like, what are your thoughts? I'll let you guys go first. Anybody got a... The thing that I, I, I've, I've heard this before, where, I mean, let's say Steve Stewart's going introduce, to introduce me. He's not going to start with, well, he was, a, he was a grocery bagger at the age of 16, and later uh, got fired for that job, got another job as another grocery bagger. Later, he was a customer. No, people were bringing me on to talk about podcasting. So when he started talking about it, the guy used to write a comedy uh, thing, I'm like, does that really lead credibility to like, oh, I wasn't going to listen, but hey, if he's a comedy writer, because I'm here to learn about the music business. So on one hand, I see he's an entertainer, 
But I've seen people that like they will literally they'll read the bio. That's the other fun thing. So Steve Stewart, you can find it. Steve Stewart me is an editor, and he and they will read the bio with so little energy because I'm reading that. Well, you guys have seen how good I read, right? So and they do that on the podcast. And then thank you, Steve. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm like, oh, just I can't take it. Um, so I thought is in. Yeah, so the the introduction was like, why are you here? What are you going to bring? And just get to it. The phone I thought was okay. When I heard phone interview, I'm like, eh. If you, and this is what I will, and this again, it's just an opinion. I will tolerate it if you're on a microphone and they're on a phone. But if you're calling them on a phone and they're on a phone, there are 400,000 episodes or uh, podcasts in Apple Podcasts, and I can probably find one that doesn't sound like this. Over, yeah, it's just not going to work. So, um, yeah, the the audio was good. Your audio, by the way, is very good. Um, but I just, for me, I don't know that that got me excited. Were you guys like? Did you guys want to listen to the? Okay, all right. So, moving on. The Rogue Ones. What do you guys think this one's about? Star Wars, all right. Anybody else? People that think outside the box, all right. Anybody else? Rogue. I'm rogue. Uh, rogue One, I'm sorry, Rogue Ones choose grand adventures. Uh, despite crippling fear, we explore the experiences and opportunities of these rogues. Is that really a, okay, as they share successes and failures uh, while on their journey, I understand. So when she's using rogues in that tense, it's the person. I'm interviewing the rogue. Um, these are the rogue ones, and these are their stories. Yeah, go ahead. One, two, three. One, two, two three. three. Cute. Well, hello and welcome to the Rogue Ones podcast. This is your rogue leader, Leslie Eiler-Thompson. I'm so glad you're here for a second episode of this podcast in which I sit down with some rogues and we talk about their experiences that have led them to their current journey, the things that they've learned, the things that they've failed at, the things they've found work. And we examine all of these things as a way to encourage each of us in our own rogue journeys. Cool. Before we begin, I would love to start with a wee quotation. Uh, okay. And this might be an occurrence for every podcast episode. Not sure. But for this one, it is. Came across this recently, and I think particularly for our guest today, this is an interesting consideration. Uh, Charles Swindoll, who was a Christian author and um, pastor, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Well, Charles Swindoll says this. Okay. Because God gave you your makeup and superintended every moment of your past, including all the hardship, pain, and struggles, he wants to use your words in a unique manner. No one else can speak through your vocal cords, and, equally important, no one else has your story. I find that encouraging that when I'm going through a hardship or a struggle, 10 years down the road— that's building my story. That's that's building more of who I am and what I'm interested in and what I'm able to do. And my exact vocal cords, even, are a part of that. I think as rogues, it's important for us to always realize that this moment, this present moment that seems so heavy to us, 
may mean something very, very different, even more grand in the future. So in light of that conversation about speaking through your vocal cords, I'm not sure I followed that to our guest. Okay. He is hysterical and I apologize in advance. Oh, the giggling that I will do. Okay. That's good. Because he's just so darn funny. All right. Remember that time I told you that each of these episodes would be about 25 minutes long. We don't care. This one, it's about 45 minutes. And if it's good, we don't care. If it's 45 minutes of good stuff, we don't care. I want to hop on the conversation so he can speak for himself. Yes. I just have to hear the retentions <laughs> man, and we have to tell the story behind the retentions <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. So we're, we Welcome were, to the middle of the movie. And our jobs at Word, we were essentially on the phone with music pastors and directors wanting to buy... Yeah, who is... Did she introduce who he is and why he's here besides he's funny? Church secretaries Mil- on Mildred's. behalf of the... Yeah, okay, so yes. stop that. Yes. So you guys are talking about something that obviously you talked about before you hit record or was previous in the thing, so now we're into the orange Gatorade world. Because what they're talking about, I don't know, but they, they're trying to explain it. I'm not sure why he's on besides he's really funny. Go ahead. Okay. Ah, oh, there you go. Dave, if you would just shut up and listen. I mean, I, I no. It, but I did say Michael Schwalbe, he's a voiceover actor. Ah, okay. Is it a Christian podcast? It's not. Sorry about that. If you're faith-based and you use any of that language, like, it's either all Christian or non-Christian. So, like, that to me, that's the biggest risk, is that you either decide, especially, like, if you're ch- starting with, like, a Swindoll quote, like... That's pretty. That's like deep level Christian, um, and, and it's not. And, and ask David Hooper; he hates Jesus. He'll tell you <laughs> um, that. Like, if you go into that at all, uh, that like the whole, you lose so many people. So, and, like for me, I'll never like Chris Gillibo can tell a story from the Torah, which is all like this is the best. I love when people are like I heard a parable, and you're like, mm. that's Jesus. But because he's not writing a Christian book and he's not seen as that, where me, as somebody who is a Christian, if I even tap anywhere near that, it's labeled and you're now like in that box. So that to me, is, I'd say that's, that's a risk. And the only other thing, and again, this is so – now we're nitpicking, literally. You could have looked up who Charles Swindoll was before you hit record. But um, on the other hand, I actually had somebody this week that sent me a thing. Um, Jim Harold does a show about paranormal stuff. And he got an iTunes review that said, uh, the show is so well produced, I usually like more independent stuff. Well, Jim's a one-man band. He's, he doesn't have a team of 18. And he goes, I guess I need to start umming and knowing more so this guy will listen. So um, there are people that like the fact that podcasts are so real. You know, so if the dog barks or whatever. I used to have a cat that would interrupt my show all the time, and I just made him a co-host after a while. I got tired of editing him out. So, and I, some people, some of my audience love that cat and I know other people are like, would you please just, can you shoot your cat or something? So, um, you know, sometimes the, the real stuff, uh, goes over well. So next up we have, okay, here's a fun one. Um, Devel, hmm, Develpreneur, Amazon Alexa, you can now have your show on Amazon Alexa. I have a show called the Alexa cast and I'm having a hard time getting my show called the Alexa cast on Alexa because she gets confused. And so now when you do the develop, developpreneur, that might be an issue. 
because it's not a real word. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm assuming that's your show. That is precisely the problem I ran into. Uh, I was I was sitting there thinking, oh, I'll use this one. This okay. Is, this is <laughs> and I guess that's probably maybe that's a, a learning. That's that's one of those cautionary tales everybody else can learn from. Is that that is exactly the problem. And I actually am am figuring out how I'm going to essentially change it over because oh, the, the code for Alexa actually was uh, the and I forget exactly. But I think it's building better developers, which is sort of the was the subtitle. And so okay. I'm basically going to flip the two. Precisely because of that problem, is it yeah. just it was too much? And then actually, anything that does a um, any transcription or anything like that, sort of a, a sort of made up word like that, yeah. it doesn't like it. And so that's something else that I've I've struggled with a little now, bit. That's the that's the bad side of it. The good news is, like Kleenex is actually a facial tissue, so nobody else is going to be. There's probably not going to be another developer. But so if you stuck through it, you'd be like the only one. But the bad news is, it's a much much tougher road to go but i it's if you want to change your name i started off the musician cyber cooler this is in 2005 um before i started the the school of podcasting the school of podcasting was actually my second show um but then cyber became synonymous with the word sex so i didn't want anything to do with musician cyber sex cooler whatever so and i and the whole thing was it's where musicians come to trade advice i changed it to the musician's cooler had a big picture of a water cooler on it the whole point of it was change the artwork didn't have to do anything else. Just change the name, change the artwork, poof, 24 hours, it shows up in, in Apple. Um, people still didn't get it. They are like, is it like a wine cooler? And I'm like, okay, it's the Marketing Musician Podcast. Change the artwork, change the name, 24 hours, updates in iTunes. So if it's, you know, nobody's going to punch you in the face if you, if you want to rebrand. Um, and so the, uh, the podcast is for aspiring uh, entrepreneurs and those that want to become a designer in uh, implementor of great software solutions. There we go. That's enough. So let's uh, fire up uh, the latest one, and we'll take a spin of developpreneur. Develop. See, it's not develop. It's developpreneur. This is the developpreneur podcast. Okay. We're focused on building better developers through sharing experience, improving tech skills, increasing business knowledge, and embracing life. Let's dive into the next episode. Done. Hello again. Okay. Welcome back. Today, we are going to look at selling those bright, shiny, new technological things that we love so much. Cool. Yes, this is probably the biggest challenge in our uh, in our career, in our jobs, because we... We're probably here because we like technology. We think that you know whatever the coolest, newest technology is, it's something that we should be using, uh, that our company should be using. And sometimes, yes, it does have a uh, – it has a very uh, personal bias. It's you know, something we want to do. It's something that's a – it's new. It's different. I'm still not sure what you're talking about. You said shiny things, but I'm still not sure what you're actually talking about. Playing cool. You know, it's one of those things that we just look at it and we're like, oh, I want to play with this. Okay, now I get it. New stuff. New shiny. Got it. You know, selling that to the company and – Okay. Our, uh, so how do I get new stuff into the company when the big guys don't understand what the new toys are? Let's take a look at that today and see what we can do to to maybe uh, you know get a little uh, playtime in at work as well, basically, in uh, taking advantage of some of the new technologies that are out there. We're not going to talk about anything specific. This is more the general. Thing. Okay. 
hey, something new has come out. That's cool. You do one thing really good, and that is I feel like you're sitting across the table and you're talking to me. It's not like, hey, guys, what's going on? And it's like, hey, you know what? Isn't it a pain in the butt when your boss won't buy the stuff you need to do your job better? And today, I understand, I'm one of you guys, you and we're the, of the same cloth, and we're going to go in, and we're going to figure out how to get the boss to buy that new thing. So that was cool. I, it, I took it too literally when you said shiny things, and I'm like, like forks and spoons? Like, um, so, uh, yeah, the only thing I would see from you, I didn't look at your titles. Um, that's all right. Um, but I, just, I can just see your name being potentially making things harder than easier. Um, but the bad news is, in some cases, it's um, yeah. Um, here's um, how are we doing on time? We doing okay, cool. Um, oh, rather cute. Thank you. Well, box is sexy. <laughs> so just like for us, um, the name that we found, it was more of a dream that came to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Chasing Rainbows. Mm-hmm. Colon. No, 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 no. Got to mm-hmm. be. Because chasing rainbows sounds to me like leprechauns and unicorns. And, well, and, and but if it was chasing true. rainbows, our journey in infertility, now I know it's an infertility show. Chasing okay. rainbows, I'm like, we're all chasing rainbows. Okay. You know, when you get a double one, you don't know what it means. Total throwback. <laughs> Nobody gets that. Well, that means twins. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I cut you off. My apologies. No, Continue. so what you said, so chasing rainbows, our journey... Yeah, something. Because okay. some people do this. Some people take it to the dark side. So it's like, um, you know, uh, hot business guy, hot business money. That's a good name for a podcast. Um, <laughs> inspired by John Lee Dumas, uh, Zig Ziglar, who's been dead for like three years now, um, Pat Flynn, and they stuff the name with just. So that's the dark side. But in some cases, if you have. Chasing Rainbows. That's a cool name. I, I already see the logo. I'm like, okay, that's that's a cool. Uh, but I would somehow you got to work the word you, your keyword in there somewhere because now you're now you're into faux time, and no, nobody's looking for rainbows when they're searching for infertility. Gotcha. Okay, because I was going to say that like mo- our main target audience, they would know what rainbow is, and then once explain that we're chasing after, and then of course there will be the explanation of for those who don't understand what exactly a rainbow is. Right. You know, we and those explain. are the people you want, but they don't know to type in rainbow. Okay. So, you see what I mean by that? Yeah. So it's it's not a bad name. I like it because once you understand it, it makes a whole lot more sense. But I would somehow put – it's like um, – Jeff, where's he at? The name of your book is – the new one. A free time formula, and then you have a tag, right, which is – that's too long for me to remember, but uh, finding happiness – but there's a tagline, right? So it's, you can do the same thing if you have a show that's not – the indie music business thing where you go, oh, I know what this is about, chasing rainbows. No, 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 no. So people see that and, and go that route. Okay, cool. cool. Yes. Um, throw the box back to the over the shoulder. Oh, it's off. It's oh, oh. It's an interception. So uh, we'd like to add a caveat to this name choosing yes. plan. We're, we're currently in a lawsuit with a podcaster who decided to take the same name as us. Okay. So, and FindingJoy.net is a blog that 
that Rachel's been running for a decade. Somebody decided to create the Finding Joy podcast, which mm. we have. Um, okay. And we don't like that. <laughs> so before you stick to Chasing Rainbows, I would at least like you to go to Trademarkia.com or USPTO and just make sure that you're not stepping on someone else's rainbow. Yeah, that is, that's not a bad – that's actually great advice. Uh, my favorite is if you look if – you, if you go into Apple and search for the podcast uh, outside the box, uh, there are four of them. Um, I'm doing, if, if anybody's going to be at the, uh, craft thing tomorrow, you'll see why I have a slide of everybody thought it'd be cool to tack on the word on fire onto their podcast. <laughs> so it literally, it's like libertarians on fire. Uh, so throw the box to the man in the sweater from Florida. He's freezing. <laughs> I was wearing his when I got off the plane, but anyways, um, for trademarking, I have a lot of podcasts. One was Story Jam Theater, and I trademarked it because it was storytelling, and I knew that's mm. a general thing. A lady out of Chicago does a Story Jam Theater, but a musical thing. Mine was storytelling like the moth. So I was able to sell my trademark because she needed more than I, I do. It, that podcast I do for fun, so I wanted to help her out but also make money. I sold her my trademark with the exception that I could still use the trademark for a spoken word, and she could do it for music. So it was a win-win. Because, you know, I helped her out because I know she'd need it, especially dealing with music. Uh, and I also had the exemption where I could still use the trademark as long as I'm doing it for storytelling. Um, non-musical, obviously. And we both won. So there's always ways to create solutions. But thank God I trademarked it. Um, and, you know, we ha- and I was able to help her. So Yeah. And I'm not a lawyer. I don't even play one on TV. But if you were there first, technically you have the trademark. But you still might have to... Because I've had people that are like, you know, blah, 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 school of podcasting. And I'm like, uh-uh, sorry, uh-oh, nope, sorry, I was here first. And they go, oops. And usually if you just say, hi, uh, I noticed you're using this name. I own it. I've been here, yada, yada. I really don't feel like getting lawyers involved. Can you please quit doing that? And usually just the word lawyer will make, lawyer will make people wet their pants. Apparently not in your case. Oh, okay. So, and they still haven't quit. Did, did you get any kind of reply? Okay, so you're going the fun route. So, excellent. All right. Well, let's uh, one more. Where's Dave at? I'm gonna say we're. I know we're up against it. Do, yeah, we'll do one more, and then uh, we'll we'll eat. So this is the Junior Developer Toolbox. You are doing the episode thing. And again, this is just my opinion. You have episode 14, episode 13, and then you have the title. I would put the episode thing at the end because we're looking at what I call the web-based version of Apple. And the, the title field is much smaller than the actual one in the software. So I'm seeing episode 14, good, 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 and then it gets cut off. So I would put the, the, the words first and then put something like EP14 at the end or something like that. Uh, so we're going to listen. Uh, hold on. What was the name of the show again? Junior Developer Toolbox. So we don't really, we're kind of pushed for time, but we pretty much can figure out what the name of that show is about. We don't have to guess. Yeah. All right. Hello and welcome to Junior Developer Toolbox, a podcast about building, maintaining, and surviving a career in software engineering. Beautiful. 
talk from the trenches about everyday life as a junior developer. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. I'm Erin Nordstrom, and I'm a graduate of Cohort 12 from National Software School, a nonprofit software development boot camp. I studied front-end technologies such as HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and Angular, and back-end technologies including C Sharp, .NET. So we know why we should listen to her. I'm six-month program, and I now have over a year of professional experience as a junior developer. Okay. I'm Dave Harnett, and I'm a self-taught front-end developer. I studied online for about two years on sites like Free Code Camp and Code Academy before recently starting a role as a web administrator. I enjoy helping others learn the basics of JavaScript through meetup groups and teaching at a local night class. Okay. And today we're going to talk about... We're going to dance first. Seriously. Where'd you go? Okay. Guys, this is episode number 12, the missing LinkedIn, your career growth. Today, we'll be talking about expanding your LinkedIn network, the most important sections recruiters look at, and ways to enhance your visibility. My first impression is you're reading. That's why we get into our main topic. We'd like to check in about new tools that we're using, concepts we're learning, and generally encourage each other's continued growth in software development. Aaron, how have you been sharpening your tools this week? So honestly, I haven't really been doing anything new and noteworthy. Um, I've been fairly busy with very uh, various activities, both in and out of work. Um, work at work, we're still doing the the query optimization project, so that's pretty much taking up the majority of our time. Um, I started brushing up a little bit on some JavaScript and C sharp skills when I had a little bit of brain power left after work, um, but nothing too intensive, I wouldn't say. What does that um, do I for me? I a senior developer all to myself uh, a couple of days ago on Friday um, because one of my coworkers was out of town and then there was another one out for uh, family reasons. So the only people left in the in the war room were me and this other senior developer. So it was cool kind of getting to work with him really closely and just being able to ask all the questions and not have him be pulled away for other things because he's been in and out because of different meetings he's been a part of. So um, I think that was a, a really good learning opportunity for me. So um, I suppose that was one way I was sharpening my skills over the past week. Okay, go ahead and hit awesome. stop. Do you really call it a war room? There's a story there somewhere. Because she was talking about, because first of all, she's, well, I did this and that didn't really work and we weren't doing this and that wasn't anything. So for me, I'm kind of like, well, if you didn't learn anything, that means you're now passing on that non-learning to me. So I learned that you didn't learn anything. That doesn't do anything. Remember, it's always about the listener. So then you're saying, I was working with this boss guy, and da-da-da, and that was a good learning experience. So I'm like, okay, so there's something to learn. What was it then? So when he says, how was your week? He could say, you know what? I had this new experience. I was working with my boss, and he didn't understand this thing. So I did this, and we did this, and I put this in the code. And lo and behold, I didn't know you could do that with the code, but you can. And so now we can do that. Now I've got something I can go, oh, I'm going to try that. But I that... I, it was interesting, but I'm not sure I want that to be my first impression. It's Again, I'm not sure that brings anything to... What were your guys' thoughts? First thing I thought, the the intro with the music. Yeah. When they were doing their intros about themselves, I felt like the music was too loud. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you had a lot of music after you introed. I would have... What I would have done is taken that part where you were talking... And put that over the intro as it faded out. Uh, the audio quality was good. Uh, you did a great job of explaining what the show is about. I always, I, that's, I always forget to do that. You did a lot of things right. I always sit here and go, this is what I would have done better. There's a lot of stuff done right in all these, really. Um, you did a good job of introducing your show, introducing yourselves. 
Um, I'm just not sure what the episode was going to be about because you got into how was your week. So that was the only thing I think I would, because you got to let people know where's the bus going. I know what bus I'm on. I know I'm going to talk about developer stuff, but today you will learn how to blank. Today you will be better at such and today you will understand. Today you will, you know, it's my background's in teaching and every class has an objective. At the end of the class, the students will be able to blank. So it may be at the end of this episode, they will laugh, they will cry, they will think, they will groan, they'll be educated or they'll be entertained. If they're not doing one of those, don't hit record yet. Because that's if you watch anything on TV or radio, reverse engineer what you watch. And when I did, I watched things that make me laugh, cry, think, groan, educate or entertain. We do one more? Okay. It's more of just a, a suggestion is less is more, you know, doing the the sound effects and all that stuff. A lot of times we get really excited about the stuff and the technology. They're excited about the result. So the sooner you can tell them what the result is going to be, and then you get to share all your stuff because we're all nerds and geeks in a lot of different areas, but tell them what the results are going to be. Don't spend so much time on the stuff and trying to add the extra sound effects. The most effective people and most the folks making the most money online right now are the vloggers. And they don't have any lights. It's just one camera telling their story, sharing their lives. And that's what people want right now. So that's just some quick advice. And the, the last thing I just want to reiterate, what you just heard was an opinion, an only opinion of one person who may not be your target audience. So keep that in mind if you're like, oh, that stupid Dave Jackson guy. It's just my opinion. So find somebody who is your target audience and really get their opinion. Dave Jackson, everybody. That was Dave Jackson's live podcast rodeo, Podfecta Nashville 2018. For more information about Podfecta, events that are coming to your town, how to organize a Podfecta event in your town, podfecta.com is the website. If you've got questions or comments, you want to get in touch directly with me, you can do that via my website, bigpodcast.com. Thanks a lot. I'll see you on the next episode.